Kyle Rittenhouse is 17 years old. When I see him sitting in Juvenile Hall, it's really, really sad without bail, too. Why not post bail? He's 17 years old. He's not going anywhere. He tried to turn himself in uh, at the at the crime scene. It's just It's just crazy, but it's really sad to see what they're doing to this young man. So I'm really happy that he's got his lawyers and I'm happy that um, uh, John Pierce is the guy who's here on the screen. We're going to watch a little bit of him too. But I'm really happy that um, it does look like there is light at the end of this tunnel here. So I will try to keep all the documents related to this case as they come up at the very top here so you can download all of the relevant documents are not easy to find a lot of websites a lot of news outlets will uh, post a little clips or post some quotes here but they won't give you the full pdf to actually download so i'm going to try to make sure that i do that for anything that i can find so these were the four that i was able to find the police department press release kyle rittenhouse bond court document which for some reason you know they were okay with putting his personal information on there uh, the charges against him, that's the, the, the big one, because the charges against him, if you read this PDF, you pretty much see, <laughs> it's like five or six pages, you can see, um, even in the charges against him, it shows that he is innocent, so that's what we're going to look at here today. Hey Ellie, thanks for joining me here too, good to see you, and good to everybody, uh, good to see everybody in the chat here. Crystal says it's 11 a.m. there, okay, um, it is, what is it, it's 8 a.m. here, so, um, yeah, it's really early. Are you doing any more podcasts? Oh, yeah, always doing podcasts. This is actually, I'm actually starting a new podcast for my new book, so um, probably tomorrow or the next day I'll release a new, a whole brand new um, podcast for my next book, The new world odor and of course for the david crowley case we we have a new podcast every uh at, on the first of every month we put out a new podcast and there's always bonus shows too so make sure that you're subscribed uh to either i think anchor or itunes or spotify but um sometimes i'll just find some some old shows that i think you know would work well on the podcast format or if we go live sometimes, I'll try to make those bonus shows for the podcast. But yes, thank you for that. I appreciate that. The podcast, that's been an interesting journey too. I think I've learned a lot. A lot of what not to do with podcasts. <laughs> so this is all new. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like, especially for a case like this, I mean, if you literally Google Kyle Rittenhouse, you, you see all the crap. All the, it's just all, I mean, let's do it actually. Let's just for fun because it's so much fun um, when you can spell correctly Kyle Kittenhouse I kept getting him confused with um, Chris Kyle because uh, the the second to last chapter of, of my book is uh, talking about Jesse Ventura and Chris Kyle so hopefully I didn't confuse myself too much on that but nothing new <laughs> Uh, Ellie says, Derek Chauvin bailed out and U.S. advised to leave the state till court. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting that they're letting um, uh, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever. Whatever his name is, that guy has, has some shady stuff with the whole George Floyd thing. 
And then when I learned um, in one of the other court documents for one of the other officers, George Floyd was a government in, informant or maybe a local informant. I thought that was kind of strange too, you know. Uh, sad, sad story. Uh, it does seem like he he was killed. I don't think there's any any doubt in that. But I don't believe it was because of racism, and I don't believe it was you know because all cops are bad or because there's a sy systemic problem with police. I just I'm just not buying that. I've had too many good cops help me in my own life. So. Uh, oh, Spotify. Okay, good. Yeah, I like Spotify. The only thing I don't like about Spotify is um, they, uh, the ads kind of drive me crazy sometimes, but that's okay. With a podcast, it's not as bad. If you're trying to listen to songs, every fourth song, there's an another ad. It's kind of annoying. Chris says, it's insane. He's still a minor, essentially, yet they are airing his info so early. Yeah, that, w that was really weird. I don't really understand that. Um... Chauvin. Okay, thanks, Chauvin. Yeah, complete op. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So if you just look up Kyle Rittenhouse, look at everything you're you're gonna see here. How bad he is. What a horrible person he is. Uh, you know, it's just it's just so crazy. It really is the way that they're treating this this kid. So, um, and they're you know they're really downplaying it. You're not hearing that much about it. It's like the more that we learn what the truth is about these cases. The more that uh, the media downplays them, so the first couple of days they're really hyped up. He was a a a murderer. He murdered people. He was out there shooting people randomly. I mean, all this crap, all this ridiculous stuff. Even in the documents, you know, they mentioned the last guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. Maybe I'm jumping too far ahead, but they mentioned the, the last guy that he um, shot you know, raised his, his hands. They don't mention that the guy had a gun out first. Uh, and that's why he, he was shot. But we're going to go over all of that today. Hey, Butterfly. Glad you could join us. Long time no chat. Wonder if you got a, a notification here too. Or if you're one of the uh, many people who don't receive any notifications for this channel anymore maybe do what crystal did she unsubscribed and then resubscribed and now the notifications are working i don't know i've seen some strange things with um the youtube channel my youtube channel even my backup youtube channel too but so they're really cracking down i'm not really concerned about it um it's another reason why i enjoy writing books there's not too much they can do about that if people want to get a book or a free p a free pdf it's it's not that difficult but apparently if you post something onto youtube that they don't like or if you create a facebook group called kyle rittenhouse like i did and it gets taken down for hate speech so that's also going into my to my book and i'm still deciding whether i want to start another kyle rittenhouse youtube or a facebook page and see what happens there i tried to uh, appeal to facebook and because of the covid they're pretty much not doing that all you can do is leave your 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 feedback so maybe i'll create another facebook page self-defense kyle we'll see but anyways still early still getting warmed up so um ellie says yeah he was on the ground he was on the ground and the dude came at him with a pistol uh, 
another guy with the skateboard self-defense he tried to turn himself in i mean it's all clear it's all on video too and that's what this lawyer is pretty much gonna gonna say he's he's, he's pretty pissed off here too but looking at looking at kyle rittenhouse you know in that jail cell and th that's all that they really want to show us um just you know the picture of him sitting there you know they want us to be to be scared they don't want us to be out there protecting our property protecting other people's property there was a whole question well why was this guy out be beyond curfew do you see all the people that were out beyond curfew they were allowing rioters and protesters to be out there beyond curfew but they have a problem with somebody who is protecting a business he can't be out there it's just stupid so trump has had some good um some good statements on that too so that's a whole nother thing hey pansy good morning you get all my notifications good uh butterfly looks like she does too excellent excellent butterfly says they don't talk about david dorn's killer though yeah there you go that's another interesting case so many interesting cases i mean this is this is just one of many but um you know we're talking about a child here and i i've until I had finalized this chapter yesterday. I, I, that's when it really hit me. It's like, wow, this isn't just a case of a guy who was accused of murder and it's really self-defense. This is a child who is doing something that a lot of a lot of people um, would not do or not brave enough to actually go out there and do, including my, myself. <laughs> so that's why they say he's a hero not because you know because he murdered people or because he killed people because he saw a problem and he did what he could to try to help that problem to try to help these businesses now i am still wondering if he was set up too if um because i don't understand how he's with people this whole night and then all of a sudden all these people you know he finds himself by himself that part still bothers me um the other thing that we learned from the uh yesterday's hearing yesterday was what october 9th from the october 9th 2020 hearing the other thing that we also learned was that kyle rittenhouse has not seen any of the video from that night he still hasn't seen it that's pretty crazy um, I guess there's some rules about juvenile hall not allowing electronic devices in. So the lawyer on September 25th, uh, during the September 25th hearing for this case, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, John Pierce, had to file some type of a motion to allow some electronic, uh, to allow a, a laptop into uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's jail cells so that he could actually so that they could go through all of these video and kyle could actually see it i just thought that was interesting that he has not seen it up until this date so i'm gonna go ahead and play this first one i think this is just a few minutes here one minute the free kyle we have john pierce lead attorney for kyle rittenhouse and we have kyle rittenhouse uh direct from county jail guys what would you like to say to the fans I just want to thank every single one of you from the bottom of my heart for the underlining support. Um, it's just amazing. I want to thank all of you for the mail I've been receiving. It's been really helpful. I just want to 
let you all know that I'm going to be out of here soon and stay strong. And I hope, hope to see you guys soon. And uh, I want to say that this is uh, 100% self-defense. If this is not self-defense for Kyle Rittenhouse under these circumstances, then no one can protect themselves, no one can protect their family, and no one can protect their country. This is a watershed moment in American history. A very bright line has been crossed. The right to self-defense is a God-given right, and we are not going to allow a prosecutor in Kenosha, Wisconsin, to take it away from Kyle Rittenhouse. Thank you so much for all the support. Okay, so that was... um that was early on. That was in still in August, I believe. Um, I did a whole show once the, I think the day after, I did a whole show kind of going over the video and all that stuff. Um, it's kind of been hidden from the YouTube channel now. You could still find it, I think, if you if you search for it. Best way is to just watch it here. But it is age re- restricted and. Um, so they they tried to unpublish it i think but whatever it's still up it's somewhat up but um so what i did as a backup is i made a podcast version there it is <laughs> so that one is is there too but uh the video is graphic so i i guess i understand why they um why they put an age restriction on that video but if you'd like to go and see that you can see if I can move down here uh, yeah it's pretty sad Ellie it's really ridiculous no equal a- application of the law yeah yeah the uh, the attorneys I don't know how all that worked if they volunteered their services or if the mom got involved I don't know much about the mom too I think she's an interesting one to look more into as well but However, the attorneys got involved. These are the right people for this job. It looks like they're also going to sue the Joe Biden campaign. That's actually mentioned, too. He does mention that somewhat. Um, so I tried to collect not only all the documents, but you'll find any videos that are tied to this case. I'm going to try to add them here, too. So um, the publication date was uh, published this on August 27th. So... Um, but I'll try to keep this at the top of my website. And like I said, any new information about this case, I'm going to add it to this post here. They're age restricting your stuff too. Yeah, you know, I got an age restriction for some music yesterday. And I, I looked at it, I'm like, why are they age restricting this? There's nothing in this music that... It, it, anyways, that's a whole other issue. Okay, this was a clear case of self-defense in my opinion. You can watch the video and decide for yourself. The incident happened around 11.45 p.m. on August 25, 2020 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Earlier that day, Kyle Rittenhouse was asked why he was in Kenosha. So people are getting hurt, Rittenhouse responded. And our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is to help people. If there is somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because I need to protect myself, obviously. I also have my med kit. So he had the medical kit. I'm just going to make this a little bigger for my blind eyes here. So he had the medical kit, and he had the weapon. Nobody had a problem with this guy having a rifle until he was forced to defend himself. At least one violent protester attacked Kyle Rittenhouse while he was protecting this business. I have the business name here somewhere. Uh, apparently by himself around 11:45 p.m. 
A registered sex offender named Joseph D. Rosenbaum threw a Molotov cocktail or a brick on fire at Kyle Rittenhouse as he fled from a group of protesters. Earlier that same evening, Rosenbaum was caught on film antagonizing armed defenders of private properties. Shoot me, N-I-G-G-A, Rosenbaum responded. Which is pretty weird. If you look at the guy, he's definitely there to start trouble. He's not He's not a part of any peaceful protest or anything like that. He is definitely there to start trouble. Rosen, Rosenbaum was clearly the aggressor in this situation. And his criminal record is very disturbing, especially the sodomy of young boys. Disgusting stuff. Nobody's shedding a tear for a person like that being taken off of the streets. Okay, Kyle Rittenhouse was charged with recklessly causing the death of Joseph D. Rosenbaum under circumstances which show utter disregard for human life. That's page one on the charges against Kyle Rittenhouse. You can download that at the top of this post here. Recklessly causing the death? It was there's nothing reckless about this. The guy was chased. Anyways, let's let's keep moving on. That is simply not true. According to video footage of the incident, Rosenbaum threw an object at Kyle and then chased him through the car source parking lot. The business name was Car Source. I need to add that to the top of the post here but i mean it's right off of the bat you can see there's something wrong with the, with the criminal complaint against him <clears throat> but i just thought that it's like recklessly somebody chases you anyways I, let me not get too far ahead this this is just i'm sure many of you already know all this stuff and very frustrated about this whole case too but reading the mainstream news they're not talking about any of this part you know, this is this crazy guy who loves Trump and wants to go out there and shoot people. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's go down here. According to the criminal complaint filed against Kyle Rittenhouse, following the following the defendant is Rosenbaum, and trailing behind is a male who was later identified as Richard McGinnis, a reporter. The video shows as they cross the parking lot, Rosenbaum appears to throw an object at the defendant. The object does not hit the defendant, and a second video shows, based on where the object landed, that it was a plastic bag. This is in the criminal complaint. A plastic bag? On fire? I don't know. I mean... And I wish I could show that video, but again, they'll they'll put an age re restriction on this one if I if I do. But go back and see that, and see if you think Rosenbaum was just throwing a plastic bag at Kyle Rittenhouse. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, you reported that. Yeah, I hope they went against the Biden campaign too. I I think I think they will. I think they will. Butterfly kisses. Didn't they attack him because Kyle took a fire out? They started. I heard that too. I don't know. That's not mentioned in the criminal complaint, and obviously we haven't heard from from Kyle yet. I'll have to see if that's in the um, the response from the lawyers. It could be in there. But yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, 
The complaint alleges Rosenbaum threw a plastic bag at Kyle. They failed to mention anything in the bag and the fact that the bag was on fire. Rosenbaum was unarmed, chasing an armed man. That's never a good idea. It also gives us a glimpse into the mentality of Rosenbaum at that time. As Rosenbaum chases Kyle Rittenhouse, a loud bang is heard on the video. The complaint continued. Then a man shouts, fuck you. Then Rosenbaum appears to continue to approach the defendant and gets, and gets in near proximity to the defendant when four more loud bangs are heard. This is all from the criminal complaint. Rosenbaum then falls to the ground. They skip over a lot there, but that's okay because we have a witness here. Uh, Kyle then circles back and went to check on Rosenbaum. The reporter, Richard McGinnis, then attempted to, to render aid to Rosenbaum. I can see a typo I need to fix there. Rittenhouse stood there and made a phone call to his friend Dominic Black at 11.46 p.m. I just killed somebody. Rittenhouse then left the scene as other people began to crowd around Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum's autopsy was conducted by Deputy Medical Examiner Doug Kelly of the Milwaukee Medical Examiner's Office. According to the complaint, Dr. Kelly indicated that Rosenbaum had a gunshot wound to the right groin with f which fractured his pelvis a gunshot wound to the back which per which perforated his right lung and liver a gunshot wound to the left hand a superficial gunshot wound to the lateral left thigh and a grazed gunshot wound to the right side of his forehead it's going to be really important to see how many shots uh, Kyle Rittenhouse fired as we have had some reports of another car that was firing shots too. Uh, so it'll be, I'll be very curious to see how many shots Kyle Rittenhouse actually fired. That'll be interesting. That part was on page five. Okay, according to Detective Cypress, he interviewed a witness uh, who was with, um, who was there with Kyle Rittenhouse and Rosenbaum and McGinnis and Rittenhouse then walked south together this is all from the criminal complaint as they did so according to what McGinnis told Detective Seapress another male who appeared to be in his 30s joined them and said he was there to protect the defendant I thought that was another interesting quote too that there was another guy who's this other guy in his 30s that said that he was there to protect Kyle Rittenhouse and where, where did he go what happened to him I need to learn more about him okay so McGinnis he is a reporter this reporter walking with Kyle Rittenhouse and this third unnamed person and uh, then they moved to the middle of Sheridan Road to the sidewalk and that is when McGinnis saw a male Rosenbaum try to engage the defendant that's a big point right there he tried to engage him so here's proof Rosenbaum you know Rittenhouse wasn't trying to engage anybody Rosenbaum was clearly trying to engage Kyle Rittenhouse and then um, the witness says, as the defendant was walking, Rosenbaum was trying to get closer to him. Then it gets really interesting, though. Um, 
then it gets really interesting. When Rosenbaum advanced, this defendant did a juke move and started running. So now Kyle Rittenhouse is running from Rosenbaum. Yet somehow he recklessly killed Rosenbaum. It gets worse because uh, this is more proof that Kyle is trying to get away from Rosenbaum, not trying and and only defended himself when necessary. Why was Kyle Rittenhouse forced to defend himself? Well, remember, Rosenbaum wasn't the only person moving towards Kyle Rittenhouse at that moment. No, there were other people that were moving towards Kyle Rittenhouse, quote unquote, very quickly. According to what Detective Cypress wrote in his police report, uh, McGinnis stated that they were moving towards this defendant, and he also stated that according to what he w- according to where he was, the defendant was trying to evade these individuals. Kyle Rittenhouse is running from not just Rosenbaum, but somebody else. Other people too were coming at him. Okay, Kyle Rittenhouse reached the, reached the car in the parking lot and held his gun in a ready low position. This kid really knew what he was doing. Rittenhouse then raised his gun, stepped back, and fired three rounds in rapid su- succession. McGinnis stated that the first round went into the ground, and when the second shot went off, the defendant actually had the gun aimed at Rosenbaum. So he wasn't even aiming the gun um, for the for the first shot. Maybe it was like a warning shot. I don't know. Um, So here we have evidence the first shot fired by Kyle Rittenhouse was not aimed towards Rosenbaum. It was a warning shot. That's a guess on my part, but that's that's what it sounds like. And again, hopefully once we hear from Kyle Rittenhouse, he'll be able to explain everything that really happened. Rosenbaum was described as the unarmed guy in this this, uh, complaint by the reporter... McGinnis uh, reporter also says no words were exchanged between Rittenhouse and Rosenbaum however Rosenbaum was trying to get the defendant's gun with both of his hands and that's on page 4 so you can read that on page 4 Rosenbaum was trying to get the defendant's gun probably not going to find that in any of the mainstream news articles either but there it is it's clear it's in the criminal complaint which is very very weird yeah off camera a lot of things happen off camera right from what we're seeing here okay according to the complaint Rosenbaum grabbed the barrel of Kyle Rittenhouse's gun bad move Rosenbaum definitely made a motion that he was trying to grab the barrel of the gun the reporter also stated that the defendant pulled it away Kyle Rittenhouse pulled the gun away after Rosenbaum had grabbed it, was trying to grab it, and Kyle Rittenhouse raised it. Okay, then right as they came together, the defendant fired. When Rosenbaum was shot, he had leaned in towards Kyle Rittenhouse. Did he want to get shot? This guy's just crazy. But somehow... Kyle Rittenhouse recklessly shoots this guy and kills this guy? Recklessly? Murder? That doesn't seem like murder. If you grab somebody's gun, pull it into yourself, and he shoots, that's murder? I don't think so. And I'm sure you don't either. 
Uh, LEC says, uh, Kyle seems like he's trained somewhat. Warning shot, if able, is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he had, uh, I, I think you're totally right on that. Because I think a lot of us would not have been so uh, strong as to not fire more shots. I mean, if somebody's grabbing your gun, you don't really have much choice. We're going to see that here a couple times. Rosenbaum is not the only guy that grabbed Kyle Rittenhouse's gun. Kyle Rittenhouse ran northbound on Sheridan Road. I, I need to get a map here so I can kind of get a better, vis better visual here. I think there's been some good maps online about this. I'll have to find one, see if I can add it here. Uh, but Kyle Rittenhouse ran northbound on Sheridan Road with a group of people running behind him. That's also a very important. He's still being chased. <laughs> chasing a guy with a gun. Felons are chasing a guy... Uh, with a gun now I, I i'm not gonna say that they're chasing a kid because they don't know how old kyle rittenhouse is i didn't know you know if i saw him I, I probably wouldn't think that he was um under the age of 18 but mostly because of the way that he carries himself he doesn't carry himself like one of these juvenile thugs out there he carries himself like a strong human being which is more reason why i want to learn more about who Kyle Rittenhouse is, what his background is, because we're hearing a lot of different stuff about that, too. All right, people were heard shouting, beat him up, and hey, he shot him. Someone also yelled, get him, get that dude. Then a male in a light-colored top runs toward the defendant, the complaint continues, and appears to swing at the defendant with his right arm. This swing makes contact with the defendant, knocking his hat off. The defendant continues to run northbound. Now, all of you can see the video. Hopefully, it's still up. I'm sure it's. we need to make sure that video is backed up offline. Everybody has access to it. And compare it to the criminal complaint. Because a criminal complaint is a watered-down version of those videos, which Kyle Rittenhouse has still never seen. As far as we, we know, maybe in between September 25th and October 9th, maybe he's seen those videos. I would hope. Um, but the prosecution is trying to rush this case. And John Pierce is like, there is no need to rush. So thank you, John Pierce, for that. That's uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer. All right, so where are we at here? The defendant continues to run northbound. What did he do? Another bystander was heard asking. Just shot someone. Get his ass. According to the complaint, this defendant then trips and falls to the ground. He tripped and fell to the ground. That might be true. I'm not sure. We'll have to go back and look at the video, but I thought he was struck and fell to the ground because of that maybe he did trip and fall and fell to the ground as the defendant is on the ground an unidentified male wearing a dark colored top and light colored pants jumps at and over this defendant now the um people that are writing the criminal complaint are they're putting the video evidence in there they're they're looking at the video evidence so they have no excuse for watering down their criminal complaint towards Kyle Rittenhouse. So I can see why Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, John Pierce, is saying that this is a uh, political prosecution. Makes sense. Hey, there's DuckDuckGo. Use that instead of Google, by the way. While on the ground, Kyle fired two quick shots at that person above him. 
neither bullet struck that person that's also another big point that i was like wow i mean he fires two shots you see the gun <laughs> if he wanted to hit somebody probably could have if he wanted to keep firing he probably could have but he fires two shots and that person then runs off after kicking him probably would have kept kicking him it probably would have got really really bad part of me does think that this was a setup and they wanted Kyle Rittenhouse dead and that was going to be a message for all of us truth seekers for all of us real human beings who actually care about gun rights who care about owning firearms and who care about this country and who don't want to see this country get burned down to the ground by a bunch of idiots okay Kyle was still on the ground when Anthony Huber ran up to him when Huber reaches this defendant, it appears that he is reaching for the defendant's gun with his left hand as a skateboard makes contact with the defendant's left shoulder. Now, I didn't catch that in the video, but I thought that was uh, very interesting. Here we have a second person reaching for Kyle Rittenhouse's gun. He's got a skateboard. The guy can't be too bright. He's got a skateboard in his hand, and he's going to try to reach for Kyle Rittenhouse's gun. Okay, let me continue here. Um, oh, oh, good, Ellie. I'm glad. I'm sure a lot of people have thought about some of these things, you know, some of the setup, because the cops are, are very close by and they're just standing there, standing, you know, uh, not too far off, letting all this happen, by the way. If there was a curfew in place, why weren't they enforcing this curfew? You know, why weren't they working on getting. Um, those protesters off of the streets none of this would have would have happened if that would have happened all right uh okay as hooper was trying to pull the gun away from kyle rittenhouse this defendant rolls towards his left side and as hooper appears to be trying to grab the gun his gun is pointed at hooper's body the defendant then fires one round which can be heard on this video hooper staggers away taking several steps, then collapses to the ground. Hooper subsequently died from this gunshot wound. He fired one shot at a guy who hit him, knocked his hat off first with the skateboard, hit him on the ground with the skateboard, or tried, tried to grab Kyle Rittenhouse's gun uh, while Kyle Rittenhouse was on the ground. And Rittenhouse, in response, fires one shot. Self-defense clearly self-defense nothing reckless about any of this it's it's just so ridiculous I mean, come on yeah Kyle did have I agree um, Kyle had many people coming after him if you're if you're reading this complaint it just seems like there were maybe you know three two three people no there were a group a mob and we've seen in other cases in other videos what happens when somebody bunch of people are are chasing someone usually a Trump su supporter or something and he falls to the ground and everybody starts swarming to get their licks in to get their hits in this used to happen back in middle school where you would have two guys fighting or two guys who were you know acting like they were going to fight a big crowd surrounds them and these two guys start fighting and somebody sucker punches someone and takes little pop shots while 
uh, while the person is on the ground. I've seen this. I'm sure you all have too. And it can get very nasty and it can get very, um, very violent, very disturbing, very quickly. So the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't fire more shots at this point, to me, is a big, big deal. That's a huge deal, and I think it's, it's very, very clear. Let's keep reading here. Okay, so Hoover subsequently died from the gunshot wound. Deputy Medical Examiner Doug Kelly also conducted the autopsy on Anthony Hoover. According to the complaint, Dr. Kelly indicated that Hoover had a gunshot wound to his chest that perforated his heart, aorta, pulmonary artery, and right lung. That's on page 5. Okay, the truth about this case is clear. The state of Wisconsin criminal complaint filed against Kyle Rittenhouse helped prove the defendant acted in self-defense. Some may not find it relevant to this case, but it's very interesting that, th that the three people shot by Kyle Rittenhouse were all felons. Joseph D. Rosenbaum, registered sex offender, sexual conduct with a minor, December 16, 2002. Sorry, yeah, December 16, 2002, that's right. 36 years old. Uh, somebody had mentioned, a lot of people had mentioned on social media that this guy should not have even been around um, children, I guess, and probably shouldn't. I mean, he, nobody was supposed to be out past this, this, this curfew. But I'd be curious to see what brought Rosenbaum, or who brought Rosenbaum out there, and for what purpose. That's another interesting thing. This guy just seemed Rosenbaum just seemed to have a death wish. He had a death wish, and he he wanted. He he had a plan. That's what that's what it sounds like to me. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, butterfly, on that one. Okay, Joseph Rosemond was a registered sex offender, convicted of sexual contact with a minor on December 16, 2002. The court documents associated with the conviction are extremely disturbing, to say the least. And I did not include that here. I think the fact that it is extremely disturbing is enough for me. So I know people can go and find that, but that's all I needed to really know. I, I read it, and I was just like, this is, this is totally disgusting. Okay, Anthony Huber's criminal record in included strangulation and suffocation, battery, use of a dangerous weapon, and multiple cases of domestic abuse. You're probably not going to find that in the mainstream articles either, but thank you to all the great people that have helped um, document this stuff um, and have made it easy for us to find this information. Really appreciate you all. God bless for that. But yeah, these charges... and. This is not a great guy. Again, it's not a great guy. It's always sad when any life is lost. Life is not ours to take. But if you're put into a situation where it's kill or be killed, um, that's also not a life to take. This, these, these guys had no right to try to take Kyle Rittenhouse's life either. And all he did was fire back in self-defense. Each time, we've looked at two incidents here. We're going to look at this third one, which is very interesting. Another interesting one there. But as far as this Huber guy goes, yeah, here's here's another case. And I'm sure you guys have seen the video of Huber's girlfriend and crying and complaining and all that. And then um, I guess Huber 
you know, obviously that's not the person <laughs> that this Hoover guy uh, strangulated, hopefully, or used battery on, or any of that, or suffo suffocation, false imprisonment. Not a very nice guy. What are these guys doing out here? They're not out there because of Jacob Blake. They're not out there because of a systemic problem. These guys have a problem with police because they're criminals. Most criminals do have a problem with police because they busted their ass. And thankfully, they did. Kyle Rittenhouse was still on the ground in a seated position when a male named Gage Grosskritz also ran up to his position. Uh, Grosskritz first raised his hands when Kyle pointed the firearm at him. Unlike the two previously deceased, Gage did not reach for Kyle's gun. However, Gage did reach for a gun of his own. In response, Kyle Rittenhouse shot Gage once in the right arm. Once! Gage was holding on to his gun as he called for a medic. And he was a medic. A medic calling for another medic. Then they call for the police, who they're out there protesting against. Oh, the irony. According to Jacob Marshall, a friend of Gage, the kid shot Gage as he drew his weapon, and Gage retreated with his gun in hand. I just talked to Gage, too. His only regret was not killing this kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into him. Coward. So he calls Kyle Rittenhouse. This guy's not too bright, too. This Jacob Marshall guy is, not, is another one, you know, another winner. Um... He calls Kyle Rittenhouse a coward after Gage put his hands up in the air. When Kyle Rittenhouse points his gun, Gage is running towards Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse points his gun towards Gage. Gage raises up his hands and kind of backs off. Then Gage goes for his own gun and he's shot. That's a coward. Kyle Rittenhouse is a coward? I don't think so. But this also shows that this Gage guy was wanted to kill Kyle Rittenhouse, too. We have all indication to show that Kyle Rittenhouse did not want to kill anybody because based on how many shots he actually fired, if he wanted to kill, he would have, shot, he would have uh, fired a lot more shots. One, one could argue these were all warning shots, even the, even the fatal ones. Definitely in self-defense. Okay. <clears throat> so, LOL, hey, hey, thank you for joining us here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read just a few of the comments. YouTube, oh, really? You, won't, you can't see the YouTube comments? That's interesting, Ellie. Nothing surprising there, I guess, right? Um, LOL, hey, says, Kyle obviously had a bunch of restraint. He gave them all... Uh, multiple chances to stop attacking him, but they kept attacking. He could have shot a lot more people that day, but didn't. Amen. I mean, that basically sums it up. <laughs> basically sums up some of the whole. I'm all right. I'm gonna stop everything right here. It's all over. But that does basically sum up the whole thing. Uh, Ellie says he ran and was being chased, and from what I saw, was on the ground. Thank goodness he had a firearm, or he'd be dead. Another great point. Without that firearm, he would be dead, and he would be blamed for all of this. He would still be the bad guy here. Um, 
in the mainstream media because he had a gun he was there what was he doing there what were all these other people doing there what what, what were the felons doing there they never talk about that stuff it's always about what was he doing there it's such a uh, higher than mighty whatever you want to call it you know these people just have no concept of reality or they do and they're just doing what their handlers are telling them to um, it's another reason why I, I, I got really turned off at a very young age of going into journalism. Uh, my Berkeley, my teacher told me, he was a high school teacher, but he also taught at Berkeley. Um, like there is no journalism. <laughs> journalism is, it doesn't exist now, you know. It's And that was back in the 90s, so you can only imagine how much worse it is now. Okay, so this bright-eyed Jacob Marshall gives us some information on Gage, who uh, might, uh, he might, hopefully this Gage guy will face some prosecution at some point, too. We'll see how that goes. So, um, no, Kyle Rittenhouse is not the coward. <laughs> it's clear who the cowards are. Okay, uh, let's see... So yeah, so this Gage guy wanted to fire multiple shots at the kid. Kyle Rittenhouse fired one shot and stopped Gage from shooting him while on the ground. One shot again. That's training. Okay, this Gage guy, he had uh, several felonies on his criminal report, including theft and movable property, criminal trespass to dwelling, and disorderly contact. Thank God his... his, uh, his record was not as bad as the previous two that we just saw and maybe that's why he's still alive today god works in mysterious ways as we all know okay oh interesting um lol he says gage is the one that called the crowd to attack kyle even after kyle told gage he was going to get the police i didn't know that there i saw a video of what looks like gage actually following kyle with his gun out, with his gun raised, um, and of course I would play all that for you, but then YouTube will age restrict this video. But that video is up, uh, and I, I'm sure you've all seen it. I'm sure you can find it out there. But if you ever get to the point where you can't find it or they start taking them down, uh, you'll find it in this post here at the very top, along with all the, of the documents. So please make sure you download back up those documents just in case, because you never know. His arm is tore up. Yeah, his arm is, I mean, you can see that this image is not very good, but this is the best one I could find. You can also see in the background there's some somebody just snapping away, taking photos and taking video. I mean, that's how we got some of this video, so I guess I, guess I can't be mad at them. Glad somebody was there documenting it. All these people are going to be witnesses in this, um, in the extradition Maybe not in the extradition, but if it does go to court, which I cannot imagine it going to court, but if it does, uh, all these people there will, will all be called, and um, who knows? You know, if, if they're felons, if they have an uh, agenda against Kyle too, who knows what they're going to say? But if you get on the stand and lie, that's that's a big deal. 
Okay, let's see. Let's go out here. Let's see. The facts of the case prove Kyle Rittenhouse fired his weapon in self-defense and only when in danger. Twice when someone grabbed his gun, once while being physically assaulted on the ground, and a fourth time when a gun was pointed at him. This defendant turns around facing southbound, the criminal complaint continued, while walking backwards northbound with his firearm in a ready position pointed towards the people in the roadway. So this is where the media takes this one, and they probably just say, oh, yeah, he's walking with a firearm in a ready position pointed towards the people in the roadway. He's going to shoot more people, but the video clearly disproves all of that garbage as well. Or the multiple videos. Uh, the videos show Kyle Rittenhouse with his hands up approaching police officers. That's, I don't know if that's mentioned in the criminal complaint. I could be wrong, but I don't think it was. I'll have to go back and check, but I don't think they mentioned that part as well. Rittenhouse attempts to contact the officers, but instead the, the patrol cars drive past him. That proves Rittenhouse was not fleeing the scene as the court bond claims. So the court bond document associated with this, with this case claimed Kyle Rittenhouse fled the state of Wisconsin with the intent to avoid prosecution, but the video tells a much different story. Thank God we have the video. Okay, so I blocked that out. Um, didn't think that was really necessary for them to put that in there. But yeah, you can read this document, and it's just like, what? Like the, He was trying to flee no he was trying to make contact with these cops to let him know what had just happened and they drive right past him as if something had gone wrong it's really odd it's really odd god bless you Ellie. thanks for joining uh, come back later if you can I know it's Saturday okay here's the Antioch Police Department's press release regarding the arrest of Kyle Rittenhouse so you can read that there and it's just basically saying they have this guy you know first de degree intentional homicide <laughs> it's just ridiculous uh, I'm not going to play the press conference briefing I've played it before and it's there's really not that much to it you, you would get more from just reading this document some of the questions that, that they're asking too are kind of crazy but um it the the whole press briefing is pretty much focused on making armed citizens look bad and do not deputize armed citizens and this idiot this um uh, beth guy he, uh, the Kenosha County Sheriff's De Department, I forget what this guy, I, I don't know if Beth is the sheriff, he might be the sheriff, anyways, he's basically saying that what happened is a reason why they would not deputize armed citizens, and to me, I see it the complete opposite, this is a reason why you should, especially if they're going to defund you, if you can't control these rioters these protesters and if the protesters know that they're going to keep coming but if they know that there are consequences that they will get killed that they will get shot in self-defense if they are violent if they know that there are consequences they're not going to show up 
All right. Kyle Rittenhouse was arrested by Antioch, Illinois police soon after returning home. Kyle was denied bail at the first hearing on August 26, 2020. The second hearing was scheduled for Friday, August 28, 2020, to decide if he will be sent to Wisconsin to stand trial. The next day, Kenosha police were able to stop agitators from creating more violence. So they know, the police department knows, these, these agi- agitators are out there. And uh, those are the ones that Kyle Rittenhouse was trying to protect this business from. And this was on August 27, 2020. During the early evening hours of August 26, 2020, Kenosha Police Department received a citizen tip alerting us to several suspicious vehicles with out-of-state plates meeting in a remote parking lot on the State Highway 50 and Green Bay Road. Good thing they got a tip. Acting on this information, Kenosha Police Offices located the suspicious vehicle and took up surveillance. Kenosha Police were assisted by the United States Marshals. The vehicles were a black school bus bread truck and tan minivan gee where have we seen this before all these blm stuff they're bussing them in this is a coordinated attack against us citizens and here you have this uh these these police know this they need our help they, they, they only knew about this because they got a tip from a citizen this is reason more reason to deputize a citizen anyways Okay, uh, I'm just ranting here. Okay, so Kenosha Police. Let's see. Okay, the vehicles were a black school bus, bread truck, and tan minivan. Kenosha Police confirmed the out-of-state license plates. Police followed the vehicle to a gas. Police followed the vehicles to a gas station near Washington Road and 30th Avenue. Police observed the occupants of the black bus and bread truck exit and attempt to fill. Uh, multiple fuel cans suspecting that the occupants of these vehicles were preparing for criminal activity related to the civil unrest the officers attempted to make contact and investigate the officers exited their vehicles identified themselves wearing appropriate identification and then detained the occupants of the bus and the bread truck the minivan attempted to drive away however kenosha police stopped this vehicle and ultimately forced entry into the minivan and arrested the occupants thank god i need to learn more about whatever happened with these people too that were uh, arrested the vehicle contained various items that included helmets gas masks protective vests illegal fireworks and suspected controlled substances drugs the nine individuals arrested for disorderly contact the nine individuals were arrested for disorderly conduct and are pending charges decision i'm gonna read that again the nine individuals were arrested for disorderly contact and are pending charges and are pending charges decisions oh i see it's a bad it's a typo on their part it's like this doesn't make any sense all right i'm gonna read this without their typo the nine individuals were arrested for disorderly conduct and are pending decisions by the kenosha county district attorney on august 28 2020 the pierce bainbridge law firm released a statement in support of their client kyle rittenhouse the statement explains why why kyle rittenhouse was wrongfully charged with murder after acting in self-defense in kenosha wisconsin 
So this is another great one to read here, and it pretty much just goes through their whole case of why um, why he acted in self-defense. And this does give you a lot of background about this guy, about Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse, what led up to this. Um, and it's just so interesting that even with, with all this at, at this point, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse has not seen any of the video about this. But there's a lot of a lot of stuff here that really needs to be to be covered. Let's see. So I think yeah, I think everything kind of mentioned here is just another summary of what we've already covered here. Um, they begin chasing him down. Kyle tempted to get away, but he could not do so quickly enough. Upon the sound of a gunshot behind him, Kyle turned and was immediately faced with an attacker lunging toward him and reaching for his rifle. So Kyle Rittenhouse heard a gunshot behind him. Somebody fired a gunshot from behind him. And when he turned around, there was Rosenbaum reaching for his rifle. He reacted instantaneously and justifiably with his weapon to, to protect himself, firing and striking the attacker. Kyle stopped to ensure care for the wounded attacker, but faced a growing mob gesturing towards him. He realized he needed to flee for his safety and his survival. Uh, another attacker struck Kyle from behind as he fled down the street. Kyle turned as the mob pressed in on him and fell to the ground. One attacker kicked Kyle on the ground while he was on the ground, yet another bashed him over the head with the skateboard. Several rioters tried to disarm Kyle in fear for his life and concerned the crowd would either continue to shoot at him or even use his own weapon against him. Kyle had no choice but to fire multiple rounds towards his immediate attackers, striking two, including one armed attacker. The rest of the mob began to disperse upon hearing additional gunshots. So that's another interesting point there that wasn't mentioned in the uh, criminal complaint is that when Kyle Rittenhouse is running from when he's being chased from by Rosenbaum and other people, uh, he hears fire. He hears a gunshot. That's a big, big point there, too. Okay, uh, Kyle got up and continued down the street in the direction of police with his hands in the air. He attempted to contact multiple police officers, but they were more concerned with the wounded attackers. The police did not take Kyle into custody at that time, but instead they indicated he should keep moving. He fully cooperated both then and later that night when he turned himself in to the police in his hometown of Antioch, Illinois. Kyle did nothing wrong. He exercised his God-given constitutional common law and statutory law right to self-defense. However, in a reactionary rush to appease the, the divisive, destructive forces currently roiling this country, prosecutors in Kenosha did not engage in any meaningful analysis of the facts or any in-depth review of available video footage, some of which shows that a critical state's witnesses was not even at the area where the shots were fired. This was not a serious investigation. Rather, after learning Kyle may have had conservative political viewpoints, they immediately saw him as a convenient target who they could use as a scapegoat to distract from the Jacob Blake shooting and the government's abject failure to ensure basic law and order to citizens. Within 24 to 36 hours, 
Kyle Rittenhouse was charged with multiple homicide counts. Kyle now has the best legal representation in the country. With help from uh, Nicholas Sandman attorney L. Lynn Wood, Pierce Bainbridge, and multiple top-tier criminal defense lawyers in Wisconsin immediately offered representation to Kyle. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, okay, so then it goes into the legal team was successfully working with the public defender to obtain a several-week continuance of his extradition hearing on September 25th. This at least partially shows... This at least partially slows down the rush to judgment by a government and media that is determined to assassinate his character and destroy his life. Kyle, his family, the team at Pierce Bainbridge, and his other lawyers intend to fight these charges every step of the way. Take the case to trial and win an acquittal on the grounds of self-defense before a jury of his peers. The legal fees and other costs of Kyle's defense will be provided through donations to hashtag FightBackFoundationsInc, a Texas 501c3, a 501c4 foundation created by John Pierce and Lynn Wood to protect law-abiding American citizens whose rights are being trampled on by the state and local governments that are more concerned with appeasing mobs than protecting those rights. Pierce Bainbridge founder John Pierce praised Kyle's strength and resilience. A 17-year-old child should not have to take up arms in America to protect life and liberty. This is the job of state and local governments. However, those governments have failed, and law-abiding citizens have no choice but to, to protect their own communities as their forefathers did at Lexington and Concord in 1775. Kyle is not a, a racist or a white supremacist. He is a brave, patriotic, compassionate, law-abiding American who loves his country and his community. He did nothing wrong. He defended himself, which is a fundamental right of all Americans given by God and protected by law. He is now in the crosshairs of institutional forces that are much more powerful than him, but he will stand up to them and fight not only for himself, but for all Americans and their beloved Constitution. He will never leave his side. We will never leave his side until he is victorious in that fight. Further updates will be provided as the investigation and legal proceedings unfold. All right, so there you go. Um, hashtag fight back. I think the uh, the first um, the first Go GoFundMe or whatever it it was reached like millions of dollars or something, and then it got taken down. And then I think they started a a second one as well. So um, not too familiar on that, but I do remember reading something about that. I'll have to go back and look that up. LOL says, uh, LOL Hay says, I hope they win this case. It's obviously self-defense. Multiple videos and multiple angles showing that. Agreed. I agree with you. And I do apologize if my voice sounds a little uh, weird here. I'm dealing with a uh, massive toothache, but I need to, I just needed to vent some of this stuff and kind of to get this off of my chest kind of doing some uh live proofreading here for my book as well so i do want to thank all of you for joining me and for all of your comments and, and um we're going to find out what what the truth is here with 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 kyle and i i hope i do hope that he gets off and um it looks like all signs point to yes 
All right, a few days later, on August 31st, 2020, President Trump held one of his many press briefings at the White House. During the press briefing, President Trump was asked if he was going to condemn a supporter of his who killed two people. Another reporter also asked President Trump if he condemned the actions of the vigilantes like Kyle Rittenhouse. Man, those reporters are the worst. I don't know if you can even call them reporters. That was an interesting situation, President Trump responded. You saw the same tape as I saw. And he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now. And it's under investigation. But I guess he was in very big trouble. He probably would have been killed. That's right. He probably would have been killed. He's right. Thank you, Jimmy. It's, uh, I'm going to try to barrel through this here. But yes, um, we'll make do, right? <laughs> We've been through worse. Uh, do you, then another reporter asked, do you think private citizens should be taking guns? And then it's hard to hear exactly the rest of that uh, quote from that re reporter. But Trump answers, I'd like to see law enforcement take care of everything. I think everything should be taken care of by law enforcement. But again, we have to give our cops back, our police back, their dignity, their respect. They're very talented people. They're strong. They're tough. They can do this job, but we've taken it away. We don't want to have when somebody makes a mistake, he chokes, or in some cases you have bad cops, and we have to take care of that. In other cases, they choke. They're under, they have a quarter of a second, a quarter of a second to make a decision, and sometimes they make the wrong one. If they make the wrong decision, you know, if they make the wrong decision in the other direction, they're probably dead. So they choke sometimes, and that goes on the evening news for weeks. And the thousands and tens of thousands of great things they do, nobody covers that. Nobody writes about that. But if they make a mistake, and again, the bad cops, everybody agrees they have to be very tough on bad cops. But sometimes you have a cop or a, a police person who is a good, a good police person, right? Good, but they choke. But, you know, the, the timing. And they go through this, and they study this, and they work on it all the time. They literally have a quarter of a second to make some of these decisions. And they make a wrong decision, and it's very devastating. But I will say this. I honor law enforcement. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for law enforcement. We have to stop this horrible left-wing ideology that seems to be pre that seems to be permeating our country. And basically its weakness its weakness on behalf of democrat politicians the republicans we don't have problems you take a lot of you take a look at our cities our cities are doing very well they're safe they're they're secure i spent a lot of time in texas as you know a couple days ago and i was with governor of texas greg abbott he explained they wouldn't put up with it for a minute they just don't have the kind of problems that other people have. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I, I don't know about the Democrat and re Republican thing, you know, um, but I pretty much agree with almost everything he said there. And it, it, it it's true. It's like, why are where are the governors? Where are the why are these law enforcement people standing down? Why are they being told to to stand down and to let these protesters burn down businesses to do all this stuff. It's crazy. It really is crazy.
On September 25th, a virtual hearing was held at the 19th Judicial Court in Lake County, Illinois. Kyle Rittenhouse was at the Juvenile Detention Center during the Zoom hearing. We intend to challenge extradition by writ of habeas corpus, defense lawyer John Pierce explained to Lake County Judge Paul Novak. We would ask that the procedures be put in place whereby extradition documents are in that are in fact sent from Wisconsin so we can review them. So they have not reviewed the uh, extradition documents on September 25th. The judge agreed and says, I'll give you 14 days to review the these, this petition and file any pleadings. Proceedings were set to resume on October 9, 2020, at which time Judge Novak would set a date for the extradition hearings. Uh, also during the September 25th hearing, we learned that Kyle Rittenhouse had not seen video of the incident as his lawyers were not allowed to bring electronic devices into the jail. To date, Pierce explained to the judge, when we've had a chance to see Mr. Rittenhouse, we've not been permitted to take in any electronic devices. We would ask for an order that we'd be allowed to do that. As you probably know, Pierce continued, there is an it, there is an immense amount of video evidence and we really do need to be able to review that along with our client. Take a second here. What specific electronic device are you talking about? Asked Judge Novak. A laptop, Your Honor, Pierce said. We're not going to be recording anything. We need to be able to show him evidence and to talk to him about it. That's all we're looking for. You absolutely have a right to review items with your client, Judge Novak responded. However, we need to make sure what specific rules we're asking to modify or amend. All right, I'm just going to take a second uh, and play this little eight-minute video here. This is of the Zoom call, the Kyle Rittenhouse hearing, September 25th, 2020. Good morning, everyone. Oh, yeah. All right. We have the first case. Uh, Mr. Shell, are you available, sir? Your Honor, uh, Miss Lofthouse is going to be handling the case. She's logging in. Very well. All right. Mr. Pierce. Yes, Your Honor. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Mark, you're going to be handling the, uh, the matter this morning, correct? Uh, That's correct, uh, Your Honor. We have a detainee cow Rittenhouse. All right, very well. Ms. Lofthouse, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Rittenhouse. Good morning, Your Honor. All right, very well. Uh, anything to report itself for status of extradition hearing today? Anything to report, counsel? Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Um, count, Mr. Pierce, you were asking this to be on the record, is that correct? Uh, that's correct, Your Honor. Thank you very much. Ms. Lofthouse, can you make a record, please? Yes, Judge. This is a matter of the state of Illinois uh, against Kyle Rittenhouse, case number 20MR513. The state of Illinois represented by Assistant State's Attorney Ruth Lofthouse. This matter comes before you for status. The defendant is present via Zoom and his defense counsel appears to be present as well via Zoom. Mr. Pierce, can you identify you and your colleague, please? Uh, yes, Your Honor. Uh, my name is John Pierce of the firm Pierce Bainbridge, um, and I also have, as uh, Illinois Council sponsoring me, uh, Mike Baker here with me as well, Your Honor. Very well. Mr. Rittenhouse is currently um, at the detention center um, for in juvenile court. 
and appear, all parties appear being Zoom. Uh, anything to report with regards to status of extradition hearing today? Your Honor, this is uh, John Pierce. I mean, I can, I can tell you just very uh, succinctly, we intend to challenge uh, extradition by writ of habeas corpus. And so, um, you know, we would ask that the procedures be put in place whereby, um, you know, extradition documents are in fact sent from Wisconsin so we can review them. And then we would ask, uh, Your Honor, uh, to, you know, we'd like to handle this in an orderly process so that we have a chance to review those, have a chance to prepare our petition. Uh, you know, any any other briefing and, and then set a hearing date on the petition, Your Honor. Your Honor, yes, uh, the, uh, so Your Honor is aware, the uh, Governor Pritzker's warrant has uh, been sent to the Sheriff's Office. We confirmed this morning that they have received uh, the warrant um, and uh, the Attorney General also confirmed that it was sent. Um, so I just wanted to uh, inform your honor of that fact. Mr. Pierce. Uh, yes, your honor. We, so, so we have no extradition papers from Wisconsin. We have no extradition papers from Illinois. Obviously we need to review those and we are entitled as a matter of a lot of challenge those by writ of habeas corpus, which we intend to do and, and happy to do it on a, on an orderly, um, you know, set briefing schedule. So everybody has a chance to put their positions in. Very well. Per statute, uh, the defendant will need to be served with that, um, warrant uh, from the governor and uh, counsel i'll give you leave to file a uh, writ of habeas corpus uh, upon a review of that uh i will set it for um, counsel review uh, are you available next thursday morning with regards to um and would that be sufficient time uh, assuming he's uh served in the next few days so when you say Thursday morning, Your Honor, is that referring to a date to file our initial uh, petition? Correct. Uh, upon review, uh, you may decide not to, you know, yeah, you wish, but uh, yeah. I, so, so Your Honor, th you know, th thank you for that. I, I can assure you, we, we are going to be filing one, and in fact, these are these are going to be involving um, issues of some complexity. Um, frankly, they've not arisen in the country for some time, and so there's going to be a lot of legal research involved in this um if, if your honor um you know insists on that we can make it happen uh but we would respectfully ask for some more time candidly um I, i'd like to have 30 days uh but we'll take whatever we can get your honor. state your response um your honor um as you stated the statute requires the um the notice to be served we um, can be ready for hearing in a reasonable amount of time so once we receive the um the motion but if council needs you know more than um next week i, I have no objection to accommodating a reasonable briefing schedule for that right so what i'm going to do is i'm going to set it for uh, council in terms of your schedule i'll give you uh, 14 days to review the petition and file uh, any pleadings so 14 days from today would be uh according to my calculation the ninth of okay of October at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, that'll be for uh, filing of all pleadings and to set a schedule. So um, with regards to uh, setting uh, your motion should be filed or any pleadings be filed by the 8th at 5 p.m. And we'll, we'll have court on the 9th at nine o'clock in the morning to set schedules uh, and to set a specific hearing date. Okay, that's, that's great, Toronto. We really appreciate it. All right, any other matters for the record? Uh, Your Honor, just one housekeeping matter um, uh, to date. Um, when we've had a chance to see Mr. Rittenhouse, we've not been permitted to 
um, take in any uh, electronic devices. Um, we would ask for an order that we be allowed to do that simply because, you know, we there is, as you, as you probably know, an immense amount of, uh, you know, video evidence, et cetera. Um, and, and we really do need to be able to review that along with our client. So we, we would ask uh, that we be able to do that. So uh, what specific electronic device are you talking about? Like, like a laptop, Your Honor. Uh, nothing, not, we will not. We're not going to be recording anything. We just, you know, we, we need to be able to, to 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 show him evidence and to and to talk to him about it. That's all we're looking for. Very well. State your position. Just so I'm clear, they're asking to bring their own laptop into where uh, Mr. Rittenhouse is being held. Uh, I, so it doesn't necessarily have to be my laptop or our laptop. I mean, we're just looking to be able to have, you know, a, a, a laptop so that we can review evidence with our client um, to, you know, to continue to under investigate the facts and understand our basis for potential uh, habeas petition. I have no objection to that, Judge. All right, very well. Um, what I'm going to do is it's going to be subject to the detention rules. Um, there's no recording. They have specific rules for those. Um, at this time, um, I don't have a, a, a copy of that. I don't have a written motion for this request, counsel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to table this motion. Um, absolutely having a right to just you know to um, review items with your your attorney with your client. However, um, we need to make sure that what specific rules um, we're asking to modify or amend. So if you want to follow that up with a written motion, and we'll address that. Um, you know, we can, if you want to set a shorter date with regards to that issue, if you want to address that with your client prior to the filing on October 9th. Yeah, yes, Your Honor. So, so, so of course we'd we'd like to you know be able to have the chance to do that ahead of filing the petition. So, I mean, we look, we can file that today or tomorrow. Um, you know, um, it, it should be pretty straightforward. Uh, absolutely, but I, which specifically which rules you want to amend? I would need to to understand which rules you want to amend. Understood, understood, Your Honor. We'll make that clear. Right, very well. And uh, so if there's not an agreed order between the parties, um, counsel, you can motion the case up. If there's an agreed order, I'd be happy to sign that uh, and allow access uh, pending the uh, agreed order between the parties. Yes, Your yes, Honor. All right, very well. Anything else for the record? Uh, nothing else on our end, Your Honor. Ms. Lofthouse? No. All right, thank you. End of record. Thank you, Your Honor. All right, then on October 9, 2020, another virtual hearing was held to decide the date of the coming extradition hearing. John Pierce, John Pierce, one of the lawyers for Kyle Rittenhouse, made the following request. We, we request to see what the government's arguments are in writing so we have a chance to reply to them and then to be able to prepare for the actual hearing. So we would ask that a briefing schedule be set so we can flesh all that out. Judge, we can respond within three days. Lake County Assistant State's Attorney Stephen Scheller quickly responded. There doesn't need to be a briefing schedule. The law is pretty clear cut on this. This case has been dragging on now. We're already in October. We can have a response in three days. We want a hearing as soon as possible. That quote really stands out, um, but let's, you know, the lawyer gives a better response anything I could give here. So Judge Novak then asked Mr. Pierce to respond. Well, Your Honor, Mr. Pierce began, it's no secret 
that this is a very unique, extraordinary situation. There's a massive amount of video evidence that shows that there is beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is not a legitimate criminal prosecution. It is a political prosecution. There are serious issues with the extradition paperwork that in fact bolster the suggestion that this is a political prosecution. These papers, Pierce continued, were sent directly to the governor without us even getting a chance to look at them in the first instance without any notice. There is no reason to rush. There is danger to this detainee. There is a presidential candidate in the heat of arguably the most heated election perhaps ever, certainly since 1860, that inflamed the situation. We simply ask that the detainees' due process rights be observed so we can challenge this in a proper way and ensure that this is a legitimate criminal prosecution and not something else. Judge Novak then set the next hearing for 9.30 a.m. on October 30th, 2020. Let's take a listen to that from yesterday. <clears throat> Can you guys hear us? Yes, good morning, we can. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Your Honor. All right. Mr. Pierce, I'm in receipt of the uh, petition for writ of habeas corpus. Uh, Mr. Scheller, are you in receipt of that as well? We received it yesterday, Judge, about 4.45 p.m. Very well. Mr. Scheller, can we make a record, please? Sure. This is People of the State of Illinois versus Kyle Rittenhouse. It's 20 MR 513. State is represented by Assistant State's Attorney Stephen Scheller. Kyle Rittenhouse is present. His attorneys, John Pierce and Michael Baker, are present. Managing court for status of extradition, Judge. Very well. Um, court is in receipt of the um, petition for writ of habeas corpus. Uh, before we went on the record, Mr. Scheller, you acknowledge you received it yesterday, approximately 4:45. Is that correct? Correct, Your Honor. We need to set a hearing date on this matter. Um, anything before we set the hearing date, Mr. Pierce or Mr. Scheller? Well, Your Honor, this is uh, John Pierce. Um, you know, of course, we, we would request to to see what the government's you know arguments are, of course, in you know in, in writing, so we have a chance to to we would like a chance to reply to them, of course, and then to be able to prepare for the the actual hearing. So we would ask that a that a briefing schedule be set. Um, so we can flesh all that out judge we can respond within three days there doesn't need to be a briefing schedule this the law is pretty clear cut on this um this case has been dragging on now already in october we can have a response in three days and we want a hearing as soon as possible mr pierce your response well, Your Honor, Your Honor, it's no secret that, that, that this is a very unique, extraordinary situation. Um, there, there's a massive amount of video evidence that shows that there's you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is not a legitimate criminal prosecution, it is a political prosecution. There, there are serious issues with the extradition paperwork that, in fact, um, uh, bolster the suggestion that this is a political prosecution. These papers were were sent directly to the governor without us even getting a chance to to look at them in the first instance without any notice. There there is no reason to rush. There there is danger to this to this detainee. There there is a presidential candidate in the heat of arguably the most heated election perhaps ever, uh, certainly since 1860, that has inflamed the situation. And and we simply ask that 
that that this detainee's you know due process rights be observed so we can challenge this in a proper way and ensure that this is a legitimate criminal prosecution um, and not something else All right, very well um, based on the arguments of counsel i'm going to give state i'm going to give you seven days to respond uh, october 15th at 5 p.m parties to file all written list of witnesses by October 22nd at 5 p.m. The hearing is set for October 30th at 9.30 in the morning in courtroom 810. That hearing will be in person. In addition, not less than five days prior to the hearing, parties shall provide the court and all opposing counsel with a complete citation to any case or authority upon which the party intends to rely on, which is not included in any supporting or opposing writing. In addition, the party shall provide the court with a full copy of any decision of a state court outside the state of Illinois. Any cover letter delivered to the court in compliance with the above requirements shall be complied, or I mean, shall be copied to all counsel of record. Anything else? Mr. Uh, not from our end, Your Honor. We appreciate it. Mr. Shelley? No, Your Honor. Thank you. All right, very well. Thank you, Mr. Rittenhouse. Case is concluded. End of record. All right. And uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up here now. I want to thank you all for um, staying tuned in. And uh, I really appreciate everybody who is helping Kyle Rittenhouse. However you can, just help people get out. We have people in the chat that are helping me right now. So thank you uh, to LOL. Hey, thank you to Ellie always and to Butterfly, to Crystal, anybody else that I missed in the chat. Um, all of your help with this case, making sure, you know, that that I can document this as factually, as honestly uh, as as possible. I really appreciate everybody's help. There's a few things now that I need to go and uh, research to add to this chapter here. There's a few few typos that I found looking at this. Uh, just some things like that. So um, I do appreciate all of your help. This will be the first episode of the podcast, The New World Odor, O-D-O-R. Uh, it's not a typo. <laughs> that one is not a typo. But, And that will be um, looking at my book with the same name, New World Odor. Um, so I had decided to make the Kyle Rittenhouse chapter the final chapter of my book. The book covers, obviously, the New World Order, uh, Smedley, Smedley Butler, and the Super Soldiers, the Federal Reserve, uh, about 200 pages on John F. Kennedy, Jim Garrison, Gulf of Tonkin, um, covers the Boston bombing, James Holmes, Jesse Ventura versus um, Chris Kyle, and uh, it also covers this, what we're looking at here, the Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse case. So just a few glimpses into um, some of the very dangerous things that have happened in our country, the war that we face, the spiritual battle that we face every every day. Um, so may God bless you all. I'm just going to leave you here with this last one, um, this last note here, and uh, still deciding what I'm going to do because I had created a Facebook page labeled Kyle Rittenhouse, and it was doing pretty pretty good, and I was just posting things so that I could go back and um, use that for my for my book to kind of document all of these things. I like to just research it and post it to this page. And then 
when I when I feel like I've I've done everything that I could for this case, then I go back to the to the page, look at everything that was there, all of the posts that are there, see if I missed any anything. That was really the purpose of creating this Facebook page. And what happened was about two weeks ago, maybe some weird things started happening on Facebook, and then all of a sudden, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse page that I created was un unpublished and I tried to fight it but again they're not doing that right now all you can do is leave your your feedback and I couldn't even do that so now I'm deciding what to do if I'm gonna create another Kyle Rittenhouse Facebook page or just kinda leave it as is um, but what was really interesting is I wanted to understand why it was unpublished um, and it was due to hate speech so this page, for some reason, is considered hate speech. I don't know why. <laughs> so maybe Kyle can use that in his lawsuit against Facebook if he ever decides to file one. But keeping that on record, God bless you all. really appreciate all of your uh, help here and all of your comments. Until next time, I look forward to it. And God bless you all.